Welcome to the Brattlecast, a first-hand look at second-hand books and so much more. I'm Jordan Rich with, of course, the proprietor of uh, an amazing store, the Brattle Bookshop on West Street in Boston. He is Ken Gloss. And Ken, it's delightful to see you as we record this episode. It's a very auspicious time on November 22nd, and everybody knows where they were in 1963. But that's a jumping off point to what we're going to be talking about today. Well, actually, what started this wasn't the date that we happened to be here. It was I bought a, I went out to an estate just outside of the Boston, and they had some interesting books. But then the man had also had a whole collection of old newspapers. Uh, some of them go back earlier than the few I brought here today. But his main interest in a lot of them were, well, this one is a New York Times from April of 1865, and of mm. course, the big event there was Lincoln's assassination. So you're reading newspapers going back and showing what happened with Lincoln, and they were black-lined, uh, no headline particularly. They and no photographs. No, no, well, no photographs, too, sure. because that was also something that was a lot of work to do. Even illustrations were a lot of work, so they usually came out a little bit later. Mm -hmm. um, but what was interesting about this man's collection is actually getting newspapers of Lincoln assassination isn't that completely hard because a lot of people saved them, and even over all of these years, they were saved more. But he also had a whole group of the aftermath, the, the papers describing them searching for the assassins, the uh, the whole hunt to find them, then finding them. Then he had a whole group of papers on the trials, and then he finished up with the paper on the executions. So it's a whole collection uh, catapulting us from the assassination to the justice that was meted out. It, wow. But, but it's interesting because you can read it at the time what was being said as opposed to reading it in a history book. And that's one of the things that I find really fascinating about newspapers. First of all, depending on which paper you get, it depends on the coverage, same as today in many ways. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, the we were commenting too, just the style and the format of newspapers in the time. I'll tell you, I can read, I don't wear glasses generally, but I almost need a magnifying glass to read the type on this. May I? Sure. Uh, this is the Gray Lady, the New York Times, which has the same typeface in terms of its masthead, yeah. but it looks <laughs> looks like the OED. Quite frankly, it's so small the print, uh, and uh, and extensive. I mean, just long, long piles of text here. Well, they expected that people were actually right, going to read, right? Uh, and it wasn't as much the. Uh, the graphics. Now, one of the reasons also they didn't have a lot of graphics is to get those took a little bit of time. It wasn't that they could send them through the wires instantly, uh, the pictures. So there were papers that came out with pictures. Uh, there were weekly papers. Now, I also have a Frank Leslie's Illustrated newspaper from May 6, 1865. So that's a few weeks later. But the front page is John Wilkes Booth jumping out of the uh, box at Ford's Theater. Uh, mm. and, and so that, but Frank Leslie's Hoppers Weekly at the time were uh, papers that had more graphics that were set up more for that. Matter of fact, I don't have the Hoppers Weekly with me, 
But the front wow. page of the Harper's Weekly when Lincoln was assassinated was a big picture of John Wilkes Booth. As I look at this, it, this is actually a f- famous sketch, I believe, very yeah. famous. And of course, you have Booth jumping from the box, holding a knife, which he had, as yeah. well as a pistol. And of course, he broke his leg when he landed on the uh, on the stage, which created all sorts of other history Dr. of the Doctor Mud, uh, Dr. Mud <laughs> and, and so on. So wow, uh, but but also too, I like I say, I find reading these. One of my biggest problems when I buy a collection like this is I actually want to read it. I, I don't blame you. I can't wait to read this. <laughs> and it takes a lot of time. Huh. But not only was this man interested, uh, and then we went on, and, and I found it actually very interesting getting to the parts where they were talking about the, the execution and so on, mm. because you don't re- you save the headlines of the uh, murder. But then the next one I have uh, is in the 1881, and it's the death of Garfield. So we also collected Mm. newspapers on the assassination of Garfield. Now, the day Garfield uh, died, and this is the Washington, Pennsylvania, so it's a smaller paper, the Daily Evening Reporter. And the interesting part about it, Garfield died, the story's on page three. Uh, He he did not die right away. No, he... He he lingered. He lingered a while. Right, right. But... um, Page three. Page three, uh, the president died. Oh. And then there were also a whole group of papers after that. And so, again, it's sort of the history coming to life. Uh, and I I enjoy them. I also enjoy sometimes when younger people come in, when students come in, that you can actually hand them a newspaper. And the paper that these were done on, especially in the 19th century, before they started widely using wood pulps, you can actually hold those papers. You can touch them and you read them. They're not going to fall apart in your hands, whereas many modern papers will do that. Uh, and then sometimes, too, it's just interesting looking at the ads in these uh, St. Jacob's Oil, which is a way of getting almost everything fixed on you. Uh, they were some of the biggest advertisers. I'm just looking at the New York Times, and I'm thinking about the staff that they must have had because there were so many even on the front page, Ken, there are so many uh, offshoot stories. There's a response from Albany, which is the center of power in New York. Uh, there's a, a reporter covering the removal of the, the corpse from the, the, the rooming house, Lincoln's corpse. I mean, they were obviously, this was the media of its time. This, this was media central. Media central. Now, yeah. they did at that time have the uh, telegraph so they right. could get information across quickly. But a lot of times, too, what some of the papers did, they didn't have necessarily like the Associated Press, per se, going that way. But they would say, uh, copied from the New York Times, copied from the New Orleans uh, paper. So, in other words, they had a, a string of different papers that sometimes they would get the articles and just use them as they were printed. Because, again, it was expensive. But, it, again, trying to get the the news in and out that fast. And this was probably a time when newspapers really were important. I'm going back, and we're holding these in our hands, which is Holding History, Frank Leslie's Illustrated Newspaper. And I opened up to, uh, looks like the sec- section in the middle, and there's a huge uh, picture on book two pages of the hearse being driven through Washington, uh, the funeral. 
Yeah. Court, well, court I mean, that's always, you know, been. It's a spectacle. It's a, Amazing. a morning. Uh, and yeah, that's, but you get to, again, it's sort of, the, it comes alive when you can touch these things. And they're available. They're out there. You can find them. And then, of course, when I was going through this, as I was going through the stack of papers, what, what do I see uh, next is the Dallas Morning News, uh, Saturday, November 22nd, 1963, mm. and Kennedy slain on Dallas Street, Johnson becomes president, pro-communist charged with the act. Lee Harvey Oswald, pro-communist, yeah, uh, having lived in Russia for a while. Right, and Governor Con <clears throat> uh, Conley... Uh, resting well, uh, Johnson receives oath on the aircraft. I mean, some of that just seems so alive to many of us who were alive at the time. And I would venture to say that people listening to us, some have saved papers from 1963 in that event. There are actually loads and loads of papers. Now, yeah. uh, we're in the Boston area, so there are particularly lots of people who saved it. But the Dallas Morning News is one of the more valuable ones because it was on scene. It what was would, right there. What would that be valued at? And I, you know. In the five to $700 okay. range. Okay. Uh, the assassination papers of Lincoln uh, would probably be in the same price range, four, six, $700. The follow-up papers, the ones that came a week later, two weeks later, the, they're more in the $25, $35 range, and you can get them. Right. That's the thing I always like to emphasize to people you start talking about this, and they go, well, we'd never be able to see that, touch it, hold it. But actually, it's an area that you can collect, collect very easily. And if your interest is not the major event sometimes or the major battle, it's amazing how cheap a lot of this is. Well, you and I have talked about and you've brought in to show me and to talk about uh, some old Life magazines and Look magazine and, and just the ads alone. Are worth the price of admission, and they're reasonably priced. The these magazines. Well, it, it's amazing. Yeah, Life magazines yeah. are a few dollars. Well, it's amazing. Even when you go through these older magazines, many times the advertising in the magazine tells you more about what the society was like, what the people were doing, what was important to them, what was what the economy was like, than actually the news stories in them. One of the old expressions. Uh, I don't think young people even know what I'm talking about. Stop the presses. These particular issues that have to do with presidential assassinations were great examples of that when everything else was put to the side. Full court press, no pun intended. Well, also, even if they had already printed part of the paper, which was a huge cost to just say, stop the press, we need a new cover, or we need a new paper, or sometimes they would even put out a supplement. A supplement or a uh, special edition. A special edition. Yeah. That was a big deal. And uh, this uh, one, too, with the— Dallas Morning News. With the 1960s, this one's in particularly good shape. And with the paper in modern newspapers is not as good, they're hotter and hotter to get in good condition because they wow. really do have problems with the uh, paper. But you still can do the crossword puzzle on the back. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I mean, somewhere in this paper, there's a story that would have been on the front page that it was either tossed or relegated to the back somewhere. So, you know, it's, it's wow. And this is, of course, the 23rd. It's a day before Oswald's assassinated. Yeah. And, and I, again, you 
mm. watch and, and went on with I, that. I, you get chills when you when you hold some and, of these and, things. Or then you also get papers that are a little bit later on the funeral, the funeral procession, because there was a huge procession for Kennedy also. It, it, there are events that if you live through, whether it's the Kennedy assassination, not the Lincoln, I don't quite get to that yeah. one, <laughs> but when huge events like that happen, it's or 9-11, probably a lot more modern people, it's indelibly impressed on your mind where you were, what you were doing, uh, and also why people are interested in looking back in the facts, the theories, the conspiracy theories, uh, what was going on. Another interesting part, though, that I always found with uh, when you get back to Lincoln in that he was assassinated, he was buried, they caught the people, they had a trial. Within a month or two, it was completely over. There was an execution. Mm. It, it, there wasn't, uh, a, if you were guilty, uh, you didn't get the same type of defense either. Right. It, it, you, everything went fast. Yeah, there was no uh, appeals or dead man walking for years and years. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it, like that. Which is in many ways good and bad. Problematic because there it, were people caught up in the conspiracy it, it, who might, might have been exactly uh, innocent so. of charges. So uh, final point, uh, these are available. And if somebody wanted to purchase uh, any of these, they could contact you. Oh, sure. I mean, that. I mean, ultimately, I love history. I love getting things in. I love the search, the hunt, getting excited about something new. But the real purpose of the store is we've got to pay the rent. Right. Got to sell these things. <laughs> but what, sell a, what a product to sell. You're selling living history. Oh, and, and it's fun. And we we also, a great thing about it is I and the people I work with, we actually appreciate that too. Indeed. If you want to find out more, you can visit brattlebookshop.com. And that's a great way to connect with Ken and his team. You can email any questions or perhaps suggestions for future topics. The questions and the topics could be one and the same. And, Absolutely. And I actually have a couple that are coming up that I've started uh, that people have asked that I said, this is great. I just wanted to do these today. That's fine by me. It's fascinating. The Brattle Bookshop podcast known as the Brattlecast. We certainly appreciate you listening. For Ken Gloss, this is Jordan Rich. Have a great day.